Hello, family. Hello. Hey, hey, hey. Great morning. Yes. Rich Rising. How you feeling? I'm doing amazing. Looking forward to episode two. How awesome is this? It's, 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 it's very awesome. Very exciting. And just to be putting our, uh, our, our place out in our place content you know, whatever you'd like to call it out into the world, you know, our, our, our signature together. So awesome to be collaborating with you. It's a, it's, it truly is a pleasure and an honor. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Um, so yeah, like yesterday, uh, we followed up with each other after the first episode and you had, a a, a great idea in terms of what you would like to speak about. Well, you know, us to, comment on today and and share with our listeners uh homicides suicides um we 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 even tapped a little bit on uh on uh addiction you know what i mean and the role that that plays so you know again i'm jerome henderson coach j manifestation master with the lovely host, Dr. Velvet Loves. Yes, Joy Coach. Yes. Loving y'all, loving us, loving Earth. Got you. So would you like to just jump right into that? One, one like, what what made you call yesterday or just follow up with me and say, hey, I, I think I know a good eye, a good eye, a good content idea for for tomorrow. Would you like to comment on on that? I absolutely would. You know, it's been really hurtful to my soul, the upstick of homicides, violent crime, suicide, um, abuse of all levels, domestic, child, sibling abuse. I mean, it's on it. It's definitely uh, elevated. We are in the middle of a pandemic and. Anytime stressful situations present itself, you know, you have an upstick in violence. And even my teenagers, I noticed that they're dealing with a lot of shootings, um, classmates being shot. Um, a lot of my friends are dealing with suicides. Even you, Coach Jay, you have, um, you know, we're going to be getting into that more later, I'm sure in further episodes but you you yourself has to have had to deal with the passing of your father by suicide so I just feel that it's such an important topic and a lot of it is just stemming from I feel um unhealed parenting uh long generational traumas probably three four generations back you know when we're born we have ears, eyes, nose that are similar to our parents, but we don't think about the trauma that we have that our parents and their parents had and how that can affect us um, in how we navigate this world. You know, I could easily shoot someone because I'm angry, I'm mad, I've been dealing with so much, but that's not really who I am in my heart. So I just think that it's important that we talk about these things so that we can learn to forgive ourselves and then forgive others and then heal the world. Very uh, 
just just hit hit a lot of great points. Um, and I think this is interesting for everyone. Like, let's say that maybe you you, you don't have a lot of trauma, right? Like your children, they they experienced a, a relatively you know he- healthy mom, but now they leave out their house, right? They lock the door, mm-hmm. and they're going into an unhealed world. So these are these are skills and things to share with 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 um good life skills to have and i always think about that coach i said wow um and, and a, a good buddy of mine wrote a book and he talked about how his mom was actually in the military and he mm-hmm. lost his uh the first chapter was on compassion i believe mm-hmm. or empathy one of them and he mentioned how after losing his his dad and his mom was literally devastated by by losing this man. He said, "We just kept going. We just mm-hmm. we just we just kept going like nothing really happened." And like you said, if I was to injure someone, let's say I I wounded them and put a wound to their leg, right? Mm-hmm. They would go to the hospital. They wouldn't just say, "Oh, it's gonna heal with time." I mean, it will. Right. But you might want to go get some bandages put on the thing. You know what I mean? And go get some tools to heal up. And yes. uh, same thing in my family. And, you know, to just my parents having empathy and compassion for them. My mother lost her mother at seven. Mm. Homicide. My mm. father lost his father at four. Homicide. Mm. So before I even came into the world and was thought of, I was already down two grandparents. Mm-hmm. You know? And a whole bunch of trauma in your system. Totally. Totally. You know, and uh, mm. especially with the way that, you know, my mother chose to cope with it. My father coped with it differently. You know, they're obviously two different human beings. But um, and I'm I'm, I'm from Chicago, but, you know. My uncle just got back from a vacation in, uh, they were in Jamaica. They were in Jamaica and my aunt does the whole travel thing. Mm -hmm. So, you know, when they go, they go in like these big groups of like 16 people, you know. And my uncle came back and he said, really, uh, Every everybody I was talking to, he said there are people. I was from Chicago. There are people from Philly. There were people from Florida. And like you said, we're on a, a global pandemic. And he said that everybody's saying the same thing about just the chaos in the city and, and the insanity, you know, highway shooting specifically. And it, it it's it's it's, you know, I, I'm not a political man, but obviously I live in a political world. Mm-hmm. And when Donald Trump had to declare the pandemic and shut the world down, I remember that March and how he just did not want to do it because of the mental health of the people. Wow. You know, he was he was really concerned about that, right? Uh, Donald Trump, many people call him right, a, a narcissist, I guess, mm-hmm. but uh, I'm going to leave that one alone. But mm-hmm. even with A whatever, clock is right twice a day, yes. <laughs> you know, <laughs> but even with that, Donald Trump was like, uh, we can't shut the world down. The, the people going to lose their minds. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, I, mm-hmm. I, I think about that a lot too. How many mm-hmm. kids are going through a lot, right? And then yeah. how do they respond, right? Without tools. Uh, right. I remember one guy, He his son asked for an extra peanut butter salad sandwich. 
his dad couldn't afford no more. He, they was on a tight, was on a tight budget, and he beat his son because the man asked for a second peanut butter jelly sandwich. Mm. <laughs> we already in here eating peanut butter and jelly, bro. <laughs> Can mm. I at least get two of them? <laughs> mm. Mm. And then the guy beat his son. So, um, but yeah, I, I mean, what what would you contribute to, You know what you're seeing and what your children are are experiencing right now. What do you think it is? It just just unhealed people, huh? That 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 are just just the world going astray. Yeah, I think what it is, is that, you know, unless you seek out healing purposely, um, sometimes you don't even realize that you're hurting. You think things are normal that aren't, you know, um, you, I mean, I see it all the time where adults are like, and, um, children are like, wait, this isn't normal. And they literally have no idea they've been dealing with this adversity for so long. So when you don't know, I remember when I was diagnosed with anxiety, I thought the therapist had no idea what they were talking about. I never have anxiety. Right. What do you mean? Anxiety. I don't, I don't have that problem, you know, (laughs) and, and, I remember Googling it and reading the symptoms and still feeling like I don't have this issue, you know, and that was ridiculous considering the level of um, trauma that I've gone through. But as an adult, I could not accept that. Right. You, you, you had a high, the, uh, what is it called? The adverse childhood experiences. You, Mm -hmm. you were high up on the scale and you had no idea. Yes, it was normal. This was life, you know, this is life for everybody. So I think that uh, when you don't know, you just don't know. And that's why it's important to try to talk to someone that's licensed, a therapist, a counselor, Mm -hmm. things of that nature. And that's not to say therapy is the end all be all or that is always on point because I've had terrible therapists um, sometimes medicine is good, but that's not to say all medicine is, you know, so you just got to figure it out, um, and want to grow and be better from day to day. And I think another thing that really hurts us as a, a human race is how we glamorize adversity with phrases like what doesn't kill you, make you stronger. Right. You know, um, trauma has made me constantly feel unsafe, have horrific flashbacks, question if anything good that happens to me is actually real because it's so unfamiliar. You know, I've survived it. But to this day, at 45 years old, trauma is still robbing me of my life in many ways. And I have a Definitely. wonderful life, right. you know, but oh. I still every day deal with that. And not many people are that self-aware. And I, and that's why we're here today, because while we don't always, you know, trauma is not the most popular subject, you know, but it's important to discuss and people aren't discussing it enough. Yeah. Um, 
I actually, I, I, I can relate to you very much so in, in the sense that I was 28 years old, I, I'm caddying out, at, out in L.A., and I'm making money, and me and my mom aren't talking, you know, and it's like, hey, I want to fly my mom out to L.A. I'm flying these girls out, or, you know, one female in particular, but I wanted to fly moms out, you know. Mm-hmm. It's wintertime in Chicago, come to L.A., mom, but we weren't talking, and I literally called a mentor of mine, and I breaking down in tears like why does it really have to be this way and she mm-hmm. said listen to me I, I love you but I need you to I need you to go study narcissism mm. and a narcissistic person is it's, it's just a true it's an unhealed person and it's the way they cope right like you said people don't get the tools and they don't cope and I'm crying. Then I go watch videos on narcissism and I'm crying even more. I'm grown. I'm 28 mm. years old working for millionaires and billionaires, you know, not a bad job mm. crying because once I began to become aware of what I went through for one, I saw like, wow, that that's deep. This is not just, Oh man, you know, my mom used to really abuse me. Like you went through some real traumatic things mm-hmm. and then I'm 28, so obviously I've been on my own at this point 10 years. I'm seeing I'm seeing traits in me. Now, my mom, I think she's full-blown disorder. I'm not a di- I can't diagnose her, but I'm telling you, when I watch the videos and read the books, I get the chills because it's like, this lady knows my mom. She's got to know her. You know? There's a picture of my mom right here. <laughs> you know? And it was, um, it was truly like, wow. Not only, yeah, it was deep. Becoming, getting that level of awareness um, mm-hmm. was deep. And and then, you know, I, I'm reading a book right now, Nar- Narcissistic Abuse. It was really something that impacted my life and I'm, I'm passionate about. That's why, you know, we talk about the trauma, the pain, and then we talk about, you know, overcoming it and, and yeah. moving forward. And, you know, this one book, um, it, it just... Uh, says quickly uh, things processing your trauma um things like regular exercise mindfulness meditation belly breathing relaxation yoga and or medicine right mm. so it just made me think about what you said like when you come up with you you have to do the work right we have to not you we us all yeah. you know come up with a recipe we like you know uh when i go to the restaurant i order my burrito how i like it you know mm-hmm. i don't want sour cream on mine other people want extra sour cream oh, yes um so yeah it's been very um becoming knowledgeable about that and you know e- even sometimes it's like i think healthy people or unhealed people for the most part they'll look at this and and, and won't be passionate about the work because it's a lot of work mm-hmm you know, and another thing that I read is that, you know, it says it's very interesting to study this. It says that your body remembers the trauma more than your mind does. Wow. Like it, it, it'll exist in your, in your nervous system still. What's one of our favorite books to discuss often? The Body Keeps the Score. I recommend that book to all of you listening. If you've been through some things, The Body Keeps the Score. Absolutely. So, yeah, and uh, this is a new beginning journey. Like I said, I was 28 
and and a half. You know, I, was, I still count half birthdays. Coach went. <laughs> when October hit, I'm like, oh man, six months to the next birthday. <laughs> I was 20, I'm 28 years old, almost 30. And then to go on that journey, mm. all right, it, it's like, wow. Um, and yeah, again, it's deep. Um, I, I was thinking about that early this morning, coach, just talking to myself and, and, and praying to praying to what I believe in. And Absolutely. it was deep the experience. And I would I would say that I think it's very great that you had someone that says something so simple that changed things for you. And that was go look up the term narcissism and how that opened up a whole world of understanding and getting closer to healing. That's that's powerful, you know, and so along that line. I would like to throw out some terminology that could help people. So narcissism, yes. Once you look up narcissism, if you relate, if you can understand, look up something called um, the gray rock method. And what the gray rock method, it explains to you how to deal with the narcissist. And that pretty much just means to agree to don't say much, to kind of be a mute, you know, because you're not able to argue with the narcissist furthering their levels of abuse. And then you have the yellow rock method, which is just like the gray rock method, but you may include words like, thank you, yes, please, you know, just very simple, dry language you don't want to ever get involved um another thing that me coach j maybe you um complex ptsd complex post-traumatic stress disorder is rarely discussed in public forums even though healthy connection to others is an integral part of healing you know and so I just feel like with us doing this podcast, we really are going to be providing such a great peer support community for those who have undergone prolonged trauma and came out on the other side alive and kicking, but with wounds that need to be tending, you know, and other, um, can you think of some terminologies that you think could heal? Okay, I'll throw out some more. Um, let's see. CPTSD, so narcissism. I don't know why I'm throwing out ones that we've already discussed. But um, if you have siblings in your childhood, you know, um, that maybe you had a lot of sibling rivalry, that stems from having a lot of time narcissism parent or parents that created different roles so maybe you were the scapegoat child look into that maybe you were the golden child or the um you know it's middle child syndrome there are many labels that if you dig deeper you'll understand that a lot of times like sibling rivalry it's just something that happens because of the teacher, you know, that is teaching 
violence, which is normally apparent. So, Coach Jay, you there? Not sure what happened to Coach Jay, but I'll just continue talking. Uh, <laughs> um, so, one other thing that I wanted to talk about is I need you to know that just because something is better than what you're used to, that doesn't mean it's necessarily good. You know, if your parents abuse you daily, but your partner has only hit you once or two times, your partner is still an abuser. Same goes for jobs, friends, you know, don't settle. Don't let this become so routine that you allow people to abuse you. Uh, another thing, don't worry about acknowledgement from people that have abused you. Can you just admit that you hurt me? Can you just admit that this was wrong or that you were neglectful? A lot of the times you won't get that. You won't get that acknowledgement. You know, people die stuck on stupid. You really have to forgive yourself, heal yourself, you know, acknowledge the guilt you feel. Denying it really only gives it more power. Um, and you may feel guilt because you made yourself the bad person. You know, talking to different topics, but um, I, I loved what you said about and, and I, I learned this from my aunt who dated a narcissist from the time she was 15 until 50, until 50. So she spent, the, you know, had two children with, with, with my uncle. Um, and she says that exactly what you said about not expecting anything back from them, not a forgiveness. One, one thing they do that really drives me nuts, I, <laughs> you know, I have to I, be careful of your energy is they when they gaslight you, coach, mm. you know. I called my mom out. I'm like, why? Did you not realize what you did to her yesterday? Oh, uh, 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 no, not really. What? Mm. You you scared the living hell out of the girl. <laughs> mm. And then you just brush it off like it's nothing. So, you know, we're going to encounter this. Unfortunately, if we just look at this from a, a, a psychological point of view, not that we are psychologists, but just looking at it, it's... It's not gonna end anytime soon, you know. Like you said, even looking at the state of the world, there's just a lot of sick people right now. You know what I mean on on many levels. So you know, again, the tools, uh, but just becoming aware, right? Um, anxiety, like you you mentioned, anxiety. Anxiety is a big part of healing. Mm -hmm. Right, right, feeling, feeling, feeling that anxiety. And for me, another big tool, I ran off a couple. I really enjoy the mindfulness and meditation, coach, kind of kind of going into my body. Um, I used to do yoga out in, out in L.A., kind of lost that one, but just coming into the body again. And uh, there's a there there's a quick quote here. It says that you, you, you got to feel it. Mm. You got to go, and I'm sorry to tell you, you got to go, uh, go feel that pain and uh, process, process it. Mm. Um, 
Here, here it goes really quick. Feeling your grief, opening up emotionally to your own grief, especially when it has been buried for a long time, is an intensely painful but crucial step in the recovery process. It can be tempting to focus instead on your cognitive understanding, but cognitive awareness of trauma is not enough. Mm. You must experience your feelings. Sit with those feelings. Sit with the pain. Right. Yeah, I mean, and, and, and it is painful, you know? Yes. And, Sitting with the pain leads to so much healing. Yeah. And, I'm sorry. You brought up meditation and affirmations. You know, that's something we're going to be getting into. That's something that has healed me and you. And it's one of our favorite things to do. So eventually we will be, you know, um, doing that and demonstrating it and showing you what that feels like and how it heals. Yeah. You know, the the focus before we can do anything, we got to focus on self. We got to, we got to, especially those that have been through even just a slither of what we're talking about or more than what we're talking about, you know, you have to understand that at the end of the day, it's the self-love that keeps us healing and aware and, you know, and affirmations, meditation, yoga, just exercise, all those things. Yeah. So exercise is huge, too. That's a, yeah. that's a, that's a big one. Yes. Powerful one. Mm-hmm. It, it just it really helps the soul. And, you know, I want to kind of divert into something else, too, this term empath. Um, I just want to talk about two different terms, empath and old soul. And the reason why I want to talk about them is because you hear that a lot, empath. Oh, you're an empath, you're an empath. But a lot of the time, you know, and this is unorthodox, but a lot of the time when we say things like that is it's almost glamorizing trauma in a little bit of a way because empathy, you know, a lot of us are not empaths. We have PTSD from an unstable household and we're sensitive to emotional changes as a defense mechanism. Mm. You know, we, we realize we see everything. We see it the way your eyebrow just went up when that person said that we see that that thing that happened made you upset, but nobody else saw it. We, you know, that's P- is a lot of times it's PTSD. And yeah. then also when we say, Oh, you're such an old soul. You're so mature. Wow. You're only six. You know, uh, how you're so wise it's like um yeah because i didn't get the privilege of being a child i had to be wise to survive you know and so i think that we say things like that and we put this pretty bow on it but it's so deeper it's so much deeper and that's deep that you uh you say that because that again you know when you're dealing with people that are knowledgeable you 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 learn because people would always say that about me and it's because coach at the age of six i would wake up on my own get myself dressed feed myself call my mom's friend to take my ritalin 
You feel me? <laughs> Take the Ritalin, walk out the door with a car key. I'm going to kindergarten. I'm going to kindergarten. You know, and, and then even in first grade as well. Yeah, first grade and kindergarten. But I'm like, wow. And now that I'm older, I'm like, who would put a six year old <laughs> in that position? Are you, were you crazy? Exactly. I know 10 year olds we can't do that with. Like, what, what are you, what was my mom thinking? Yeah. <laughs> I was six going on 16. <laughs> exactly. And, and similar to your story, I remember when I was seven, you know, I had to, my, my sister was five and she had started kindergarten, but I was in the second grade and I went a full day of school. She was in kindergarten and only went half a day of school. So I would literally at lunch, sneak off campus, look for all the teachers, climb this huge fence, go to my sister's school to walk her home because she had to pass all kind of liquor stores and druggies and violence. We were in Inglewood, California at that time. So I would just want to walk her home to ensure she was safe. And then I would sneak back into school before lunch was over until I got caught. But why is a seven-year-old worrying about stuff like this? And I mean, and it, it Coach, and man, you know, you guys, you know, the healing is real. You know, we share our experiences because that is crazy. And now that I'm an adult, right, you know, when, you, when you're when you you're when you're going through it, you can't really see it. You know, you just like you're in the game. You need somebody on the sideline outside of the game. I have nieces and, and sisters now, and they're at that age, five, seven, nine. My friends have children that are 10 and 11, and a seven-year-old has no business worried about this. The seven, you, you, you were putting yourself in danger trying to keep your sister safe. And I felt like I was protecting her because I was safe. <laughs> and you were protecting people. You were taking your old medicine, getting the car keys. Where you, you know, like at six, like what? Go to the go to the bus stop. But you know her. what an old soul you are, and and it's I get it. I get why it's acute. You know, I get why all that, but it's so deep. I'll tell you a, a funny one, and then you know we we just go wherever we 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 go from there. Mm-hmm. Um. My mom would do things like, you know, uh, uh, sick people, they're going to a rage, right? Just, I, I have content that I even want to share recording how she would do. And that's just mm-hmm. the tip of the iceberg. But anyway, she comes in one night. I forget to take out the garbage. Again, I'm five, six, seven years old, somewhere mm-hmm. in that range. Wakes me up out of my sleep. Damn, take, going to a rage about some damn garbage. And there's nothing in here but tissue paper. You know, it's not fish bones or something that's stinking here. I took the garbage outside and set it on fire. <laughs> oh my God. I said, you're going to make me take out the garbage. I don't feel like walking to the, that end of the building. So I'm just about to set this trash on fire at, on, at the close end. <laughs> they came knocking on the door like, uh, you guys, mail is like on, on fire. Like we went in it and your name? I'm like, <laughs> like I, I don't know who did that, mom. Nope. Isn't that and, crazy? And, and 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 you know it'll uh, it's, it's it's very crazy. And just I remember my ex girlfriend. Um, 
right? That's in a whole nother topic of how we will sabotage a lot of things, including relationships with this, mm-hmm. with, with these, without the healing tools. Ooh. But when I, when I, she used to sneak me in her house when we were, you know, early 20s. She used to sneak me in my house. And I was like, your mom let you close the door? Your mom actually knocks on your door and, and, wow. and, and talks you through the door? My mom, I can't close doors. I mean, you know what I mean? If I want to go, you know, uh, wow. see what's in my pants, I can't even do it. <laughs> because around here, I, I'm not allowed to close the door. And I wow. remember being blown away in my early 20s. Like, wow, you get to close your door and lock it. <laughs> wow. And lock it. This this is our healing journey. We share. Mm-hmm. I always like to say we we, we share the the traumas, the dramas, and then we got to get on with our life. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, big thing for me that I'm actually going through currently, ladies and gentlemen, is from that traumatic experience. I just I I, I had a lot of trust issues with women. I used to always think they were trying to control me. They just you know that there's boundaries in in, in life with certain things. You know, mm. and. I was always convinced that I never wanted to get married and I I, I didn't want to be with anybody. Mm-hmm. But being single for four years now, I'm like, bro, I don't <laughs> want to hold my pillow for the rest of my life. <laughs> you know, like, mm-hmm. it's, you know, like I, I, man, I, just to smell a woman to be like a, a real, mm-hmm. she's auntie always says, appreciate the little things. Later on, you might see they was the big things. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Absolutely. So healing is it's really important to me because I don't want to carry that toxic me into another relationship. I lost, I lost, I lost a good one already. You know, we <laughs> we all make mistakes, but and there's plenty of people in the world to to try again. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, I'm at an age where I'm like, hold on, I'm 31. Time is going fast. I, I, I yeah. Yeah, yeah, we 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 got to work on this. <laughs> yes, yes. Yeah. I I would I would say for now, as as we come to a close on episode two, the one thing that you could do right now today is self parent yourself. You know, this morning when I woke up, I woke up and I do this almost every morning without fail. I'll say good morning. How you? How are you feeling? Did you have any dreams? Um, we're gonna get up. It's gonna be a great day. Let's get it going. It's beautiful today. You know, talk to yourself. Yep. Um, I learned a lot about. You know, we're gonna be learning a lot about the chaotic and toxic structures of families and work and and other things and the triggers and how to handle them and the extent of damage that may have been done to you. But understand, if you could close your eyes and see your inner child, a small kid, angry, scared, you know, tell them it's not their fault. Their parents didn't know better. 
you know, they did the best that they could and they loved him. It, you did nothing wrong. You know, hug your inner child, hug yourself, put your arms around yourself, hug yourself, um, cry, you mm. know, feel it. Yeah, feel it. And, and just be kind to yourself. If you spill milk and it gets everywhere, I mean, you were having the best day, you were about to walk out and bam, the gallon of milk falls. Don't berate yourself. Don't say, I'm so stupid. Why did I? No, be kind. Show yourself kindness the way a good parent would have. Right. And I, I promise you, I promise you, your life will start changing slowly but surely. You can never talk to somebody in an ignorant way. You can never cuss out anyone if you're not doing it to yourself when no one is listening. Nope. And that's that's one that I have to uh, tighten back up on as well, because you 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 taught me that. That's why I, I love I love working with you. You're you're, you're my coach, essentially. And a lot of these things, you're is, is, mm -hmm. a lot of these things are uh, what you. Yeah. Powerful guys. And and just to add to it, you know, Mel Robbins, she just dropped a book and, you know, she mm -hmm. keeps it simple. It's called the high five habit. But mm -hmm. the habit is literally waking up in the morning and giving yourself a high five. That's the mm -hmm. book in, in two in two seconds, right? <laughs> Self parenting. Wake up and give yourself a high five. Wow. Right? Um, I love that. Very true. So, Thank great you. episode, Coach. And um, I hope yeah. that you know the listeners found value and 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 and, and you know different parts and segments of of this episode. And we'll be here. We'll, yeah. we'll be here. We're, we're we're here to stay, you guys. And Again, if you you just you you'll find it, look us up on social media, um, and uh, we'll 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 connect. Yes, we'll and where can they find you on social media? Me, uh, I I prefer YouTube or Facebook, right? Or now. your number? Uh, okay, awesome. Yeah, YouTube or Facebook. If you Google Manifestation Master, you'll see a young black chocolate man pop up. <laughs> yeah. Handsome young man. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you so well, thank you all. And um let's heal. Yep. Let's heal. Till you're healing. Until next time. Have a wonderful day. You too. Bye guys.